Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, oh, my God, I was going to say November. It's September 13th. Um, I'm a couple of months ahead of myself. Welcome to the show anyway, you guys. Um, the call-in number for tonight is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. We are excited to be speaking with Camille Friend tonight, but first I'm going to turn it over to Denise so that she can greet you guys as well. Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for joining the show tonight. Um, as Janice said, the call-in number, 914-803-4399. Call in with your questions and your comments. And also, if you want to join the conversation online, you can join us on Twitter, um, on our Beauty Talk underscore media page. And we will be having a conversation over there. You can use the hashtag, the Black Creative Experience. Again, the Black Creative Experience is the hashtag that we're going to use on uh, Twitter. All right. Um, we have Camille Friend on the line tonight. Uh, we just want to just go ahead and just jump right in the conversation. Welcome back to the show, Camille. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Like, it's Absolutely. like, you know, this is, this, is, this is a new time, a new day and a new way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited Definitely. to be talking to you. I feel like this should be a conversation where we're catching up and not talking about diversity. I know. <laughs> well, we can, we can catch up and talk about diversity because, you know, there you still, go. a lot of it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, Camille, first let me just ask you to reintroduce yourself to some of those people who may not have heard you on the show before. Just introduce yourself, let them know who you are, what you do. And then one of the first questions I want to ask you um, is, in your opinion, where do you see the industry right now? Like, how do you see our industry? What's going on with our industry, according to you? Okay. I'll say who I am first. So I'm Camille Friend, hairstylist extraordinaire. Um, I've done movies like Black Panther. Right now, I just re- I just realized I'm so blessed to have two movies that are coming out. Like the first one's out the gate, uh, you know, after all this stuff is going on. So I did Tenet and also have New Mutants. And I am also an educator. I am I have a company called Hair Scholars, and we educate hair and makeup people about everything you need to know about this business. 
All right. All right. And that's and that's who I am. So. And what do I think about what do I think about the business? Like what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. I think I'll be honest. I'm on I'm on a lot of these diversity panels. And I mm-hmm. think one of the biggest things right now is we're out of we're out of crux. We can either go forward or we can go backwards. But it mm. all involves one thing. We have to change. The old mm-hmm. systems have failed us and we have to make an active stance and we can't be scared of change. And I think that's one of the big biggest things. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing we have to do. And I you say you say we can't be afraid to change. Yes. Or is part of that does part of that mean we can't be afraid to, to speak up? Um, right. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. have to we have to be able to speak up. We have to say when when things are wrong, we have to say it's wrong. We just can't mm-hmm. grin and bear it. You know, and so much of what we do is we grit, we grit and bear it. So it's that's what we do as people, especially as black people, because we've learned to endure. We have endured mm-hmm. so much pain. We just take it, and we take it. You know, we take being the underdogs as this is the way it is. But we have to change that. We have to speak up when things are not right. We have to speak up when there's injustice. We have to speak up when bad things are happening. So right, yes. So that's what we have to yeah, do. We, we have to. We, we have, have to, to be. I call an agent of change. I call myself now an agent of change because yeah, we have right. to. You have to be and speak up and do something. If you see something, yeah. do something. Yeah. Right. We have to speak up and not be fearful of losing out. Not be fearful of losing a exactly. job or not getting the next opportunity. Exactly. Because you're just making it worse exactly. for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. There's enough sunshine for everybody, and as I, I always preach. Movies and TV shows, all these things are like buses. Another one's coming. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Just just leave it up to God and the universe. Another one is coming. It really is. You ladies know that. Another one is coming. So you know what? If if sometimes if things are not right for you or things are not right, you just have to you just have to leave it alone and leave it where it is. Mm Mhm. Mhm. You know, I'm listening. I'm listening to you say. You know, we have to stop just holding it in, and I think about, you know, back in the day, and I remember having a conversation with an actress actually on this show where she talked about, um, she's a, an actor of color, and she talked about, you know, being on set, getting her makeup done, it wasn't right, she would go to her trailer, yep. and she would, change, she would change it, and I would always say to her, how come you didn't say anything? Well, I was just, you know, I have my own makeup, I would just go to my trailer and change it. But my thought is, is that in order for this to change, we have to speak up so that someone knows about it. And exactly. um, I, back in 2019, we all know that, you know, actress Yvette Nicole Brown, you know, she is what was one of the people who um, spoke up about this particular topic a lot. And I just want to read a Twitter post that she put out there. And she said, most black actresses come to us to a new set with their hair done or bring their wigs and clippings with them. It's either that or take a chance that you look crazy on screen. Many of us also bring our own foundation. One too many times seeing no shade that matches you will learn you. And then an actor, a male actor responded to that and he said, 
Most black actors get their hair cut or styled outside of sex, often at their own expense because Hollywood hairstylists are one-size-fit-all, and that all does not include black hair. This has been my experience for the last 20 years in the business, and it has not changed at all. Now, that was March of 2019 when that was said. And just the fact to think oh, about, about that. This, this, is going, this is going on for over 20 years, and nobody's speaking up except now. Exactly. What do you think about, what exactly. do you think about that, though? Well, I think, I mean, I really think it, it comes to a place where we're just taught to endure. And even with the actors, mm-hmm. we're just taught to be happy that you have a job. Don't say anything. Don't, you know, don't, don't upset the apple cart. But, like, we have to upset the apple cart because that's the only way change is going to happen. Like, this is one thing I realized. Change is uncomfortable. And people don't like being uncomfortable. But in order, even in your own life, in order to elevate your life or to do something, you have to change. And change is the leveling up process. So I think those are things as people we have to love ourselves enough to know and know that we are viable in in Hollywood, that we can change mm-hmm. things even if we speak up and we act we ask for certain things. And I'll speak to this on the actors. Like trust me, I was in I was in some of those threads because I was like, wait a minute, we had we do have people in the industry who can do you. Mm-hmm. I said you haven't met the right people. So, you know, I right. was on some of those threads and I do understand what what happens. But I'm going to say this, and I've said this, and I'll say it publicly again. One thing I think SAG could do, which SAG is the union for the actors, if they've made some mandatory things that will help the actors, and they could they could be really helpful to the actors about getting the right hair and makeup to them and for them. So they need to also mm-hmm. go to their unions and be vocal also. Right. Absolutely. Now, 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 speaking of that, um, speaking of that, I was reading a Variety.com uh, article, and speaking of actors and unions, um, I, I read where Nia Long made a comment. Let's see. She made a comment about the unions, but I, I kind of feel a couple different ways about that because okay. we, all, we all know that unions aren't the ones that hire us. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they're not the ones that's in the position to do the hiring. Exactly. But she says, uh, Nia Long says, I think the unions need to be responsible for the amount of diversity there is in the hiring. Producers, studios, networks need to have a mandate where the hair and makeup trailer is diverse, Long says. She says, if you have a black lead, bring a black person into that hair and makeup trailer. Now, I will agree that, so it's not the union's responsibility to do the hiring, but I will agree that the, the union could be um, a big help in trying to enforce that, um, I think. Like, because they negotiate with the producers on the contracts and things, they, I feel like they could, you know, be very vocal about the hiring of black talent, uh, you know, as far as hair and makeup goes, when there are black actors. It's not their responsibility, but I feel like it could be a help. What do, what do you all think about that? I, no, I, I do agree. That. 
Me too. I do agree that definitely the unions could definitely be, be more help and be more subjective with that. But I'll tell you, and I'm just going to tell you, I sit on one of the diversity committees, and, you know, it's a very, it's a very fine line. But I'm going, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, going to say, I'm going to say this, and I always say this to people. Like, I don't care how talented you are. Even if you're – I don't care about, like, hiring you if you're my friend. I want to hire the person who's the right person for the job. And us internally, right. I don't care if we're black, white, red, or purple. If you know that you have a black gentleman that's in your cast who's going to need his hair cut twice a week, you know that you need to bring in a barber yep. in order to barber him twice a week. He doesn't have to be there every day. But, you know, if there's great barbers who will be there every day. But you know that's part of your personal responsibility. So we have to be better as department heads also in who we hire to do do the job. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, And then I think also understanding, getting used to, um, you know, the department heads, getting used to maybe you're not familiar with the fact that, you know, black actors are going to probably need a haircut twice a week. You know, you're not, right. maybe you're not used to that or don't know that, but just trying to get to the point where you understand, trying to understand us and our hair texture and what we need as far as our hair or our skin, the needs that we have um, to be able to provide us with what we need. Well, you know, no, right I agree. Right. I kind of, agree hundred percent. But I also feel like even if you don't, if you're not aware of what we need as a department head, it's your responsibility to have that conversation with the actor beforehand. An actor will tell you they need a haircut two times a week. They'll tell Amen. you that. And I just, yeah, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's your responsibility to find that stuff out before they even arrive on set. And if you don't know who to hire, there's somebody in that new union who knows a barber that can that can cut that um, actor's hair, or that or that actor will tell you who to hire. It doesn't it, exactly. doesn't it doesn't take much to find the right people and to get the right people on your on your crew. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I think across the board, I have to say, us as we have failed, a lot of us have failed as department heads. We get lazy. We get tired. We get a lot of different things. And we have to step up and be better department heads and represent ourselves in a better way because that's going to make yes. a big difference. And, like, I, I mean, yes. you know, and that's, and that's something, like, which people say, well, this, that, and the other. But, like, part of the reason, like, right now I'm in Canada is because I'm helping people and retraining people on let's talk about, let's talk about cultural. Let's talk about black hair. Let's talk about black skin. Let's talk about it. So if mm-hmm. we all talk about it and we're in a learning process, we all can be better. So mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's something that has to happen internally also. It, yes, on the outside too, but internally and even like I'm talking to UPMs, I'm talking to showrunners, and I'm explaining to them about what the maintenance is in black hair. Like what, yes. like what is this hair really about? So if you're explaining things to people that actually are like, oh, okay, so it's something like you would be shocked. I've talked to these older white men, but when I get done talking to them, they're like, okay, now we understand. So a lot of it, too, is a conversation that we have to have with production yes. about what, yes. what our needs are also. And don't be scared to have the conversation. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. Right. To be on, to be honest, a lot of them just don't know. An old white line producer is probably not going to know anything about a black woman's hair if he's not married to one or if he doesn't date a black exactly. woman. Exactly. He's not. He's not going to exactly. know. Exactly. So you're right. It's exactly. our responsibility to tell them. So, and right, it's okay but if to, you're okay teaching them. them No, if you're teaching them, and, like, that's one thing during this whole COVID time, I've learned that I can teach people, I can talk to people. Like, and people, you know what, even if they don't have the ear for it right away, even if I can just touch them a little bit and get them a little bit to understand, that's all I'm supposed to do, you know? Right. So, yeah. Now, now a representative from the I'm still on this variety article, but a representative from the union, um, local seven oh six to be exact, said that the producers and employers are the sole authority on hiring, employment and terminations. So I mm. and this is where I said this is where I was saying, you know, I feel two different ways because I totally agree with that. That is I feel like the hiring is on the producers one hundred percent. I don't feel like it's the union's responsibility to, well, the union doesn't hire, so it's definitely not their responsibility right. to hire. Um, but, again, I feel like they could be a big help in speaking up, and I'm so thankful for all of the diversity committees um, that have been formed um, to kind of address some issues. Now, Camille, have you had any experiences of racism um, throughout your career? Of course. I mean, I'll put it this way. I've had racism. I mean, of course. I mean, I've experienced things. I've had things done to me. And you know what? Like, some of them are not so nice. But I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I've felt racism for Caucasian people. I've been badgered by my own black people. I'm going to just tell the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell it like it is today. Mm -hmm. So I've I've had bad experiences on both sides. But the only thing that I've decided in my personal life is that I don't let it define me. And I just, I'm right. a person, I'm, but I'm just that kind of person. I'm going to keep it moving. Plus, I'm going to tell you, I grew up in Tempe, Arizona. I remember from the time until, like, we were five years old, everybody was cool. When everybody got six or seven, that's when they want to call Camille a nigger. So mm. I know what that's like. But you know what? I, all I can always say is I'm still standing. And I just don't, you know, I just don't let those things, like, keep me down. And I know that also, just with myself, I work in excellence. I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outdo you. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that job done. And I think that's what that's what's held me in my career, and that's taken me to where I wanted to be in my career also. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's how that's what I think about it. But of course, I've had bad experiences. I have, I've had, you know, things that make me cry, go home and cry. Mm-hmm. Why well, I don't ever want to be on that show again. But, you know, those are things that happen to you along the way. But, you know, but and I'm not saying right. they're not right. But, and you know what, even especially now today, a lot of them, because a lot of them happened to me when I was younger, I would, I would, I definitely now, I would have more to say, and I would have, I would be standing up for more. I would definitely be, definitely more. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I'm, how to use I'm my voice to more. Yeah, I'm glad you made that point because when certain things like that happen to you, you can't you, you can't get stuck there. You can't. No. You have to you have to move past it, or even use right. that experience to help you know to help make you stronger and to make you better. But you have to get past it. 
you do. You have to get past it. You do. Yeah. You just mentioned um, you just mentioned using your voice. How will you use your voice more? Um, I can tell you this, like especially um, the job that I'm doing right now, and I'll tell you guys what the job I'm doing right now. Right now, I'm working for Warner Brothers Television, and I am over the hair and makeup departments and helping with actors. And I'm here Yay. to help with help with. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm here to I'm here to help with diversity, and I'm here to have tough conversations with people. But then I'm here to educate and and help people come together to have a better product. So in this, like I learned to use my voice even before now, but I learned how to mm-hmm. use my voice. Like I've learned how to use my voice. Like being in these big movies with like you know with male male makeup artists who just want to tell mm-hmm. you what to do. I've learned how to use my voice, you know, and, and, and knowing and knowing that I bring something to the party. So it's that old mm-hmm. adage of, you know, leaning in at the table, leaning in and being accountable for who I am and what I bring to the table and know what I bring to the table is a value also. Right. So, like, I, remember, I used to go to production meetings, and I used to kind of sit in the back, you know, and I would just do it because I just was like, whatever. But now... When I go to the production meeting, I want to sit in the front because I know what I bring is is important. I know that I have a voice. I know I have an eye. I know that I love this business. I know that I'm a filmmaker. And I know, like, if, I, if I'm invited to your party on your production, that I, you know that I bring something special. So I need to show up and bring that every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, can't, I can't think of um, a better person to be in that position other than you, Camille, because, I mean, like oh, you said earlier, you. you know, <laughs> you move in excellence, and you do. And and I, I feel like you um, require excellence of the people that work with you, and you can tell because the people that work with you are good and they want to be better, and I think they're inspired um, by you and by your work ethic. So congratulations once again. I think that's well, yeah, that's right. Well, Thank you. And I'm going to tell you, like, this was something that came out of nowhere. But, like, this has, like, been such a big blessing to me because I get to use my voice. I get to work on diversity. And I I get to educate. So all of those things is, like, what I'm supposed to be doing right now because this is the moment. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's definitely the moment. Well, speaking of of diversity, how diverse do you feel our industry is? Um. I think, of course, our, our our business could be a lot more diverse. Definitely, it could be a lot more diverse. And I think a couple things need to be happening. I'm just going to be really honest. I think, and I've been on I've been on so many phone calls and had so many conversations about this. I think one of the biggest keys to this, and even talking to different studios about this, is I think mentorship is a huge component in this because. People need to be guided. They need to be mentored. They need it. They need to be guided into this business. Because a lot of times, if you just show up in this business and you really don't know what it is, you can make a lot of mistakes. So in that yeah. first, let's say five years of your career, you could blow it, 
where people are like, mm, don't hire him or don't hire her, like you could really blow it because you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, people expect you to, like, walk into this business and know everything, but you don't. So I think yeah. one of the biggest components is mentorship where I'm taking your hand and I'm pulling you up and you're pulling up the next person and I'm really showing you, like, what does it take to be a great key? What does it great take to be a great department head? In fact, what does it take to be a great day player and come in and do right. everything that needs to be done? Like whatever right. your position is, learn how to play your position and do it in 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 excellence. Don't half-ass mm-hmm. do it just because you you're coming in as a day player. Like come I mean, in well, and try to try to do it, do it well. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, right. especially nowadays, I see people coming in. You know, they they play two days and they're ready to be key or department head. Right, and it's like you you haven't even learned how to day play properly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I totally. So, what, so I think like just learning that, and just learning, you know, this career, and you ladies know this. This career is not add water and stir. This is not the Instagram mm-hmm. life. This is real life. Mm-mm. It is blood, sweat, and tears, and it's not you, you have this huge career in three years. That's not the way it happens. It takes a long time right. to build these careers and relationships and just all of those things. Even as an artist, you, you develop more as an artist as you go and you experience. So, you know, it all, it all happens in God's time, I'm going to say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. that's right. That's absolutely right. Now, I mean, I know, you know, you just spoke of mentorship. We, all, we know that there needs to be more, um, there needs to be more diversity in this industry, but what are some other changes that you think or you feel need to be made in the hair and makeup industry, um, whether it's diversity or not? I think, you know, I think diversity has a lot to do with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, and I think I think this is what part of it is too, is I notice like when I go to like I like to go to small towns when I'm doing a movie, and if they have a beauty like if they have a beauty school, I like to go talk to people in the beauty school. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they have no idea about Hollywood. Like it's not in the peripheral. Like you know what I'm saying? If you're like listen, right. if you got two kids and you're living with your mama, and you're barely making it, you ain't thinking about Hollywood and what Hollywood can do Mm -hmm. for you. But I'd like to, like, be able to expose what we do so people know, like, you know what? I could have a chance of doing this if I went to makeup school, if I went to hair school. Like, I could actually do this. Yes, you can. And I think it's, too, getting the exposure to people of color, like getting the exposure to black people and, you know, and Latin people, to all the brown people, like having that exposure, like this life is here for you. Come on. Do what it takes to get there. Let's do it. I think that's a a big component, too, the exposure. Definitely. Mm Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Let, let me share another another piece of that article that I thought was interesting. There was an actress, and I, I won't say any names, but there was an actress okay. um, who who responded to um, something that uh, Matthew Cherry put out on Twitter, and um, she said that she was once told by a union hairstylist that they couldn't pay him enough to do her hair 
So this is a um, this is a black actress, and the, mm-hmm. the hairstylist told her that they couldn't pay. It's a white hairstylist told um, her they couldn't pay him enough to do her hair. So she had to have her uh-huh. hair professional, professionally straightened every Sunday at her own expense while working on the project. Let me ask you, what are, you, what is, what are your thoughts on stylists who, who can't do the work? They get the job, can't do the work, and, re, and refuse to do the work. What are, what are your thoughts on that, and how, and how do we need to? What do we? What do we need to do to to stop that? Well, I think I think that's a hard one. I'm going to be honest. That's that's a really hard one. And trust me, I hear these stories, and like I've talked to actresses, and like I, it makes me cry, because it hurts mm-hmm. me to see another sister being hurt like that. Like it makes me angry inside. Like it makes me cry to think about like you know how it's just not right because they're just going to do a job. But I think, you know, I think I think I think that's a hard one, ladies, but I think definitely, you know, it's still like it's it's speaking up and saying like, you know what? You can't talk to me like that. That's not right. Like we have earned the privilege to, to be in that trailer just like anybody else. And our black, you know, our black actors, us as black hair and makeup, if you're a DP, if you're a gaffer, no matter any black person who used to sit on a crew, they've earned the right to be there. They've worked at it a long time to get to whatever level they're at. So I think it's just really a disservice. And I think that's really a hard one to, like, totally crack because as we go back to, it's one of those things. Who Who's the responsible party? Is it the unions? Is it the producers? You know, like, where does, where does the buck stop where these things don't happen to people. But I think you're always going to run into, and unfortunately in this world, especially even now, you're going to run into people who are racist and people who are unkind. You're going to run into that. And they don't mind, especially now in this climate, they they feel like it's all right to say whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think yeah. it's, I think I'm serious. I don't, I don't, I'd be honest, ladies, I don't, I don't have I don't have the like I don't have the master plan on that one, but I think you know there's things that we can do, and even the act actress speaking up, it's just like that's not acceptable. Your behavior is not acceptable. How you speak to me, right. you know, mm-hmm. you can even start there. And you know, I, I this and this is what I can honestly say this, and this is something I I also teach in my classes because I'm just going to be honest. So let's just be honest. A lot of times especially with black hair. Black hair is not something that can be done in the trailer in 35, 40, 45 minutes that you have to do somebody in the morning. So it is something mm-hmm. that requires mm-hmm. prep. So in, with, right. if you're prepping, you're, if you're prepping, it's either going to be your actress is going to come in two days before or you're going to go to her house or, or you're going to send her out to somebody. And I'll be honest, I don't have an issue with doing any of the above. Like, I've been on shows, I've been really, really busy, and sometimes I will send an actress out to get something done, this or that done, because we don't have time to do it in the trailer. And I think that's part of being a good department head. If you know, like, this is, this is what it is, but you don't necessarily have the time, or you might not even, if, if you don't have the skill set, I don't have an issue with a person going out and getting certain things done. I don't. Versus you doing it and you blowing it. That's, that's where I have a problem. 
Right, right. Well, yeah. I think in response to it, um, well, I just think that's an issue that that needs to be addressed. You know, there's a we talked about this, I believe, um, on the very first episode of this series uh, when we were talking to the department heads. I think we spoke about you know just um, people always getting jobs uh, where there's you know black talent. Um, they they may not be able to do the job, but they always get the job for one reason or another. Um, but if it were the other way around, well, it's it's nepotism. Yeah. It's totally nepotism. Absolutely. Let's just call it what it is. It's nepotism. Yes. A- absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like, though, um, the unions, of course, are not the hiring agents, but I feel like the unions are now going to be put in a position where people are going to be looking at them to address some of these diversity issues when it comes to hiring. Um I I just feel like there needs to be either training, like these these classes that you offer. There should be people who are not familiar with, you know, black hair should be in your your classes. You know, if that's something, you know, if you're teaching, you know, I'm not sure exactly how your um, classes are set up, but if you're teaching, you know, that type of textured hair, they need to be in your classes or classes very similar to that. Um, right. Because I feel like it's it's not fair for people to have various hair textures coming through their trailer, and they say they make comments like that, or they really don't know how to do it, and it gets messed up. Instead of just being upfront and saying you can't do this, either you hire you bring somebody on your team who can, and that's another issue that we're seeing that they're People are not bringing the people on their team that could at least take care of those particular textures or those particular skin tones. Um, but I just, I just feel like that has to change, and I know it's, it's, it's hard to, to deal with. It's, it's something that I don't know how, where we start with that, but, you know, if it were the other way around. Yeah. It would oh, be totally I, different. Listen, I, 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 no, I totally, I totally, totally, totally agree with you saying. And you know what? I mean, I wish that we lived in a world where the right people would get the right job. And people need to stop taking jobs that they know they can't do. But I'm going to tell you something that I have found out over this time on being on these diversity calls, something that has been brought to my attention that I had no idea about. And this is another problem that has have, have happened, to, especially to black people in this industry. So I've talked to several, like hair, makeup artists, and even barbers, where people just bring you in to do one person. So basically, they bring you in as you're going to be paid as a third or a fourth. So you're getting on the lower scale of money, and then you're coming in to do one person, which is fine, but then you're not getting, you're not building any credits of your resume. So you're not getting anything, you're not getting, you're not getting any key, you're not getting any third, you're not getting any experience on how to be a team member also in the trailer. So that's something that, I mean, this has just honestly been brought to my attention. This is something that I've just found out about, and I'm like, oh, I get it. So that's a whole nother thing that's happening to people too behind the scenes. So that's something I just I've really just been talking to people and found out in the last couple of months. 
So that's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're there. You're there so. to do the black person. Right. You and the black but, person maybe maybe number. The black person may be high right. up on the call sheet, but you're the fourth. Exactly. Exactly. So these are all things you know that that need help and they need they need to change. And I think you know, especially local 706. Like you guys, you you reading the articles. Like 706 has been on, on the hot seat about this, and they know they've been on the hot seat. So you know, it's things that our people were working on, we're talking about, and having you know, the, at least the conversations have started. I can't tell you at this moment, ladies, where we're going to end up, but I know people are talking and people are open and people do want to see some change. So I don't know exactly how it's going to go about because we're still we're still in the midst of things happening. So we'll have to see. But I know there is there is work being done. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a yeah. good thing. It's a it's a good thing yeah. that there are some things being done and people want to see change. Which is good. Yes. And that's what and that's what this yes. this whole series of shows is all about. It's just giving people the opportunity to share what's you know, what their thoughts are on it, what their experiences are and how we all can try to make change. Um Yes. Yes. Somebody uh said not long ago you know, like this is the time that we need to make sure we get in and and try to make change and, and make our voices heard because this window will be closing. Do you agree with that? The window's closing. Like, okay, now we have everybody's attention, but then after a while, nobody's going to be thinking about us or paying attention to what we're saying. I do. I, I do. Okay. I do. I actually mm-hmm. do. I think this is the time that we have everybody's attention, so we have to make the best use of this time. Right. Yes, I do. I really do agree with that. I do. I do. So, and I do. We we have to. This is this is the moment. Like we have to. We have to make the best of our use of our time. But I'll yeah. say this: as Black people, we have to be excellent. Like mm-hmm. we have to know how to do things at the excellent level. And I have to say, I work with some. I work with girls and meet girls or people. And I'm like, mm, like, I'm not impressed with the skill. I was like, if you applied yourself, you could be better. And people be like, well, I'm good enough. Well, I really don't think mm-hmm. you are. I think you're good enough for the playground that you're in. But if you want to elevate your playground, there's all things that we can work on. None of us, I mean, I mean every single one of us, we got something that we can work on. Like, you know, there's something that right. we can improve on as artists. There's things we can improve on as, as people. So there's something that you always can be learning and growing, always. And, like, right. I'm going to say this. In the last couple months, there have been so many classes on natural texture hair. Like, I have, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, some of the, some of the um, girls over there at Mazani, like one of my girlfriends, Evie, and, like, everybody over there at Mazani, they have done some wonderful classes, especially with their joint partnership with um with Redkin, like they have been doing some mm-hmm. great education. There's great education I've seen on behind the chair, on um, just all these different mediums. Like it's everywhere. So now, if you say that you can't find it, then you're blind because right. it's everywhere. So the natural texture scene and what's going on. If you don't want to come to me, that's fine. But I'm telling you, I've seen it everywhere, and I've even participated in some of it. Like it's actually happening. 
It's really it very much is. I was on I was on a um seminar that Redkin um Matrix and Biolodge did and it was it was all about diversity and, and, and it was like it was a really great, great seminar that they did for their affiliates. So this is real and, and companies want to be on the right side of this. So we just have to get on board because it is there. It really, really is. Especially right now. Right. So what should we yeah. be talking about? What kind of conversations should we be having? Um, and and not necessarily, well, part of it is about diversity, but what kind of conversations should we be having with film and TV, hair and makeup artists just to move the industry forward in general? Right. Um, as I really think, I'm serious, a big part of it to me is mentorship. A lot of it's mentorship. It's us owning our own bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I'll be honest, like, you know, I I know, like, I know some department heads that I'm not even talking about their work. I'm just talking about what kind of people they are. If you, you know, if you're micromanaging people, if you're gaslighting people, if you're, if you're, um, if you're tearing people down to make yourself feel better, like, we just need to stop all the bad behavior. Cut the bullshit. Like, cut it. Right. All of the, all that stuff needs to change. All of it really needs to change in that sense. And I think, too, you have to, and you really, and I know sometimes this is hard, especially now, like, you know, we've gone up, people haven't worked in six, eight months. But I think mm-hmm. as we keep going, I think you have to have discernment about the jobs that you take, too. Sometimes you have to say no to some money. If you want to change your career, you got to say no to things. I said no to a lot of things. Absolutely. Because I wanted my career to move in a certain direction. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being humble enough that, like, sometimes you you might not be the department head. You might be the key. You might be the third. Like, I remember on um on The Hangover, I was, I was like the third or the fourth. But let me tell you something. I was happy to be on that movie because, I mean, nobody knew it was going to be a blockbuster, but I knew it was a good movie. It had a good director. It had a good cast. And it was like, you know what, this is going to be like a big comedy. So I was like, I'll be the third, I'll be the fourth, I'm okay with that. Like to get me to where I wanted to be, you know? Right, absolutely. What would you like to see producers yeah. and production companies do um, in terms of, of, going, of diversity going forward? I think definitely it's just being more open to, to hiring people of color in all departments. Like you know, let let's have let's have two or three hair or makeup people. Let's have two or three electricians. Let's have you know, mm-hmm. let's have two or three craft service people. Like every department, I like to see people of color and getting the opportunities to work these jobs, where they really like yeah. they can be creative, they can learn, and you know, take it to a, you know, take your career to the next level. I just like the opportunity, the opportunity for us to be inclusive and be thought about in those jobs. So I think that's, yeah. that's one thing I would really like to see. And like, you know, um, it was, um, I can't think of her, her last name is, is, is leaving my head. Her, her first name is Angie, Angie Wells. Angie Wells said on oh, one uh-huh. of the initial, Angie Wells said on one of the initial calls that we had our diversity call, she said, mm-hmm. listen, 
She goes, we're going to have to go through a whole lot of ugly to get to the pretty. And I said, mm-hmm. Angie Wells, honey, summed it up right there. Because that's what it really <laughs> is. It's, it's, it, no, I'm being serious. Like, this is, this, these are tough conversations. It's tough stuff. But we're going to mm-hmm. have to go through a, a lot of ugly to get to the pretty. And that's what we're in right now. So we're in that, that transformational state, you know? So I think I yeah. think that's what's you know that's really important. And then also like um I was on a call with when Ava Duvernay when she um announced her website that still it's not still not up all all the way. I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. It just went out of oh, my yeah, head. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, um, um oh ho, 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 ho. it will come to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, she when has the show is over, we'll get it. Yeah, when the show is over, I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> but um. Very much so, she has a website that's coming out, and it's very, it's very similar to an IMDb, but it's not an IMDb. It is more right. of a, of, of an inclusive, like a crew, like from wherever, whoever, like what's your specialty? What do you do? Like you can really go in and array, array, the website's called array. So everybody, right. the website is array. So it, it's something that's making it more inclusive. So, you know, right. everybody is working their different angles where they can to make things happen in this business. So mm-hmm. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing that's great. Like, yeah, when I was on that call, I was so thrilled. And I'm going to tell you guys, that Ava DuVernay had every major studio head on that Zoom call. Every single one of them mm-hmm. were front and center. And I thought that was beautiful. I was so happy yeah. that day. I was just sitting there, like, cheering. I was like, you go, because she had everyone front and center. And that's, what, you know, and that's things that need to happen, like, you know. And, and she's doing her part by creating that array, which is, which is right. going to be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're right. If everybody would do their part as, as best as they can, yep. as much as they can, I think, you know, that's exactly. where we would start to see change. Um, exactly. I was. I remember seeing a makeup artist. <clears throat> she did a Instagram story a couple of months ago. I remember seeing this where she talked about what she thought our white counterparts could do. And one of the things she said was, you know, when you get uh, when a white makeup artist gets hired for a job that she can't do, that she, you know, would a great thing that she would appreciate the artist to do would be to refer a black makeup artist. Um, right. You know, my, my question to you is how do you, what do you think our white counterparts could do in this fight? Well, I think, you know, like, you know, the word, the word that, that the buzzword is, you know, allyship being allies and it's, mm-hmm. it's doing the right thing. Like for instance, if you know that you get a show and you know, hey, maybe this isn't for me, like calling in a black makeup artist or hair stylist to be your key, not your third, your fourth, your fifth, to be your key, and you guys work it together or you co-department headed, like all of those things are beautiful things. And I'll be honest, I'll tell you this, and I'm going to give somebody some props right now. For the movie The Help, my girlfriend, Gloria Casney. Gloria Casney is a friend, and she does Johnny Depp. And she's Caucasian, she's, but she's actually Italian. I'll call, she's, she'll get mad at me if I don't call her Italian. She's Italian. And she called me, and she goes, you know what, Camille? She goes, this movie's not for me. She goes, this movie's for you. And 
she and she got me to the right people to do the help. So there are people out there who know what the right thing is to do. And sometimes, too, with the allyship, you have to take your ego out of it. And if you know that somebody else is better for the job, then be honest about it. And, and, you, right. and you're not giving up anything. It's, it's not taking anything away from you. You're a better person. If, if you're doing right. that. And I think allyship, allyship is, you know, speaking up when things are not right, you know, and, and, and just like being, being a friend and being, you know, almost like a best friend, having, having our right. back. That's what I see allyship as. And there, and there are Absolutely. people in this world who are doing it. And I know there are people in this world doing it who truly believe in it. We just need more people to have that. And it's almost like, um, it's almost like I call it uh, you're your brother's keeper or you're your sister's keeper. We have to think mm-hmm. about our fellow man. I have to think about my brother. I have to think about my sister. I have to care about your niece as much as I care about my niece. i got to care about your son as much as I care about my nephew. We have to do that cohesively as people. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yep. Totally, totally yep. agree. Well, we're coming down the home stretch. Is there anything else you would like to say about diversity or where we are as an industry or, you know, your thoughts on anything? I just think, you know, I think, like I said, this is a time of change, and this is a time to make your moves. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're trying to do, do it. However you're trying to move, move. And, you know, like I'm telling you, this, this COVID time has been very difficult I've lost so many friends and so many, I mean, so many close friends. I mean, I, I just like, I mean, it just makes my head spin some days. Like, I just want to lay in the bed and cry. But I know I have to keep moving forward because this is what we have to do. And, you know, in my own way, like, you know, I have my job at Warner Brothers, and I feel like that's important, being on the diversity mm-hmm. committees. Um, hair scholars, we are getting ready to uh, we are getting ready to start our whole mentorship program. We have beginning mentorship programs. We have advanced. We're doing a department head class and a key mentorship program. So all these are mentorship programs where I'm like spilling all the things I'm I'm giving you. I'm giving you three hundred percent. I'm giving you mm-hmm. all that I got. So because I don't want to be I don't want to be the only one doing big movies. I want I want all of us to be able to have the opportunities to get to that level. So I'm giving it back as much as I can, and, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing on my end. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much, Camille. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, I know thank you're, you. I know you're in Vancouver doing big things and yes. getting the message out there. Quick question. What what's some of the things yeah. that you know some of the people like you say you're having conversations with showrunners and UPMs? What are what are some of them saying about the issue? Well, I think I think a lot of it honestly is lack of knowledge. Like they just mm-hmm. don't know. So you know I'm just having conversations with people about what the maintenance of black hair is what we need, what needs to be happened, what a weave is, how a weave needs to be touched up. I mean, I'm just talking real conversations that people don't know. And, you know, mm-hmm. finding the people to, to facilitate those things. So I think it's just all of those things. And even, like, with casting, how, how, how does casting talk to a black actress about her hair? Like, all of these are conversations that just, like, mm-hmm. we just need to talk about and have. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good. I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah. Again, congratulations on your position. I know that you're going to you. make a make a lot of change where change is needed in that position alone. Um, and then I know you're you know you're doing great work on diversity committee as well. So I'm happy about that. No, um, I, have, I have to say on the diversity committee, I'm going to give it up. I have to give it up to like my girlfriend Carla Farmer. She is doing doing incredible jobs. I don't know if you guys know, we had a huge diversity town meeting, which was like unprecedented. It was like six hours of great information. We had therapists on there. We had mediators. We had um, actors on there. Like Gina Torres came and just told the truth about so many beautiful things. Like it was just Mm. a beautiful communion of people. We have another one, another town hall coming up which is going to be with um, with the gay and lesbian and queer community and trans community. And then we're also going to do one on ageism. So, you know, we're trying in our mm. own little way to get things done. So I think, you know, these are it's, it's small steps, but it just brings people into a clarity. And, and if people can look at people and just look a, a little bit inside their world and have a connection, it helps. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, thank you, lady. We appreciate you and all the information that you shared thank tonight. You. Um, big help. We're glad that you are doing what you're doing. Uh, we'll catch up another time. <laughs> Wait, but, no, um, I'm on quarantine for I'm on quarantine for two weeks. So call me anytime. I'm here. <laughs> I'm around. I I'm on quarantine for fourteen for fourteen days. So I'm around. So okay. <laughs> All right. All thank right. you so much again. I, have a, I love you have guys, and thank you, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Love Absolutely. Love you, too. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Big thank you to Camille Friend, as always. <clears throat> Great to have her on the show. I want to say a big thank you to all of those who have been listening uh, to the show um, week after week since we started this um, this series of shows. Big thank you to Carol Rashid, who's been listening and reposting, to Jennifer Ivy, who's been listening. She was also even on the show. Thank you so much, you two, and for all of those who just, you know, we have a one listener. She never calls in, never says anything, but there's a listener from Texas that's always listening. So I don't know who you are, but Thank you so much as well. And to all of our listeners around the world, thank you. For those of you who will listen on the playback, we greatly appreciate it. You know, this show um, can be played back at any time. So for those of you who may know someone who, who may have wanted to hear it but didn't, just let them know that they can hear it on any um, streaming service out there. You can get it right here on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio. Um, what, what what else is out there? Stitcher. Um, oh, there's so many of them. I can't even remember the names of all of these little things, but it's out there everywhere. Apple Music, I mean, Apple Podcasts, rather, um, iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days. <laughs> it's on all of them. Um, so you can hear it. Whenever you listen to you can hear the show on it. We are Beauty Talk with Denise and Janice Tunnell, so just look us up. But you can follow us on social media. Um, You can follow the show on Facebook at 
Beauty Talk online. You can follow us on Twitter. We are beauty underscore talk. And on Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. And then you can follow my sister and I by our name, Denise Tunnell, that's T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And then I'm Janice Tunnell, that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. All right, so again, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. We're dealing with the same issue, but we're talking to um, a representative from a major cosmetic brand next Sunday night, and we'll give you more details about that as the week goes on. But we're going to have a great conversation next Sunday night, and we want you guys to join us. So stay tuned for more information, and meet us back here next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Again, thank you, guys. Have a beautiful and blessed evening, and have a great week. Good night, everybody. Good night.